Welcome to Golden Gems with Dave Sean, Bill Hansen. We review each week the career and personal life of one of the great unforgettable artists of the golden days of radio. So please join us on a trip down memory lane as we take a look at today's artist. Then go to our website, www.goldengems.net, where we also look at more of their career and play some of their most unforgettable great hits, which we are unable to share on the podcast. We invite you to join us there also. But for now, sit back and relax as we talk about the life of today's unforgettable artist of the golden days of radio. Welcome to Golden Gems, our podcast today with Dave and Bill here. Today we're going to take a look at one of the great country music stars, Willie Nelson. Willie Hugh Nelson was born April 29, 1933, and is an American country musician. The critical success of the album Shotgun Willie in 1973 combined with the critical and commercial success of Red-Headed Stranger in 75 and Stardust in 78, made Wilson one of the most recognized artists in country music. Nelson was born in Abbott, Texas on April 29, 1933, the son of Merle Marie and Ira Doyle Nelson. His birth was incorrectly recorded by Dr. F.D. Sims as April 30th. He was named Willie by his cousin Mildred, who also chose Hugh as his middle name, in honor of her recently deceased younger brother. Nelson traces his genealogy to the American Revolutionary War in which his ancestor John Nelson served as a major. His parents moved to Texas from Arkansas in 1929 to look for work. His grandfather, William, worked as a blacksmith, while his father worked as a mechanic. His mother left soon after he was born, and his father remarried, and also moved away, leaving Nelson and his sister Bobby to be raised by their grandparents, who taught singing back in Arkansas and started their grandchildren in music. Nelson's grandfather bought him a guitar when he was six, and taught him a few chords. Nelson sang gospel songs in the local church alongside Bobby. He wrote his first song at age seven, and when he was nine, he played guitar for local band Bohemian Polka. During the summer, the family picked cotton alongside other Abbott residents. Nelson disliked picking cotton, so he earned money by singing in dance halls, taverns, and honky-tonks from age 13, which he continued through high school. His musical influences were Hank Williams, Bob Wills, Lefty Frizzell, Ray Price, Ernest Tubbs, Hank Snow, Diego Reinhardt, Frank Sinatra, and Louis Armstrong, quite an array of great musicians. Nelson attended Abbott High School, where he was a halfback on the football team guard on the basketball team, and shortstop in baseball. He also raised pigs with the future farmers of America. While still at school, he sang and played guitar in the Texans, a band formed by his sister's husband, Bud Fletcher. The band played in honky-tonks and also had a Sunday morning spot 
at KHBR in Hillsboro, Texas. Meanwhile, Nelson had a short stint as a relief phone operator in Abbott, followed by a job as a tree trimmer for the local electric company, as well as a pawn shop employee. Quite a variety there. <laughs> After leaving school in 1950, he joined the U.S. Air Force. He served for nine months before medically discharged because of issues with his back. Upon his return in 1952, he married Martha Matthews, and from 1954 to 1956, studied agriculture at Baylor University, where he joined the Tau Kappa Epsilon fraternity until dropping out to pursue a career in music. He worked as a nightclub bouncer, auto house partsman, saddle maker, and tree trimmer again. He later joined Johnny Bush's band. Nelson moved with his family to Pleasanton, Texas, where he auditioned for a job as a DJ at KBOP. I imagine they said KBOP. <laughs> the owner of the station, Dr. Ben Parker, gave Nelson the job, despite his lack of experience working on radio. With the equipment of the station, Nelson made his first two recordings in 1955. The storm has just begun, and when I've sung my last hillbilly song, he recorded the tracks on used tapes and sent the demos to the local label, S-A-R-G, Sarg Records, which rejected them. And he then had stints working for KDNT in Denton, KCUL, and KCNC in Fort Worth, where he hosted the Western Express, taught Sunday school, and played in nightclubs. He then decided to move to San Diego, but when he was unable to find a job there, he hitchhiked to Portland, Oregon, where his mother lived. When nobody picked him up, he ended up sleeping in a ditch before hopping a freight train bound for Eugene, Oregon. A truck driver drove him to a bus station and loaned him $10 for a ticket to reach Portland. Boy, what a story. <laughs> Nelson was hired by KVAN in Vancouver, Washington, and appeared frequently on a TV show. He made his first record in 1956, No Place for Me, that included Leon Payne's Lumberjack on the B-side. The recording failed. Nelson continued working as a radio announcer and singing in Vancouver clubs. He made several appearances in a Colorado nightclub, later moving to Springfield, Missouri. After failing to land a spot on the Ozark Jubilee, he started to work as a dishwasher. Unhappy with his job, he moved back to Texas. After a short time in Waco, he settled in Fort Worth and quit the music business for a year. He sold Bibles and vacuum cleaners door-to-door -door, and eventually became a sales manager for the Encyclopedia Americana. Boy, talk about a variety of different jobs. <laughs> I guess he would be the epitome of what you'd say, the jack-of-all-trades. <laughs> After his son Billy was born in 1958, the family moved to Houston, Texas. On the way, Willie stopped by Esquire Ballroom to sell his original songs to house band leader Larry Butler. Butler refused to purchase the song, Mr. Record Man, for $10. Instead, giving Nelson a $50 loan to rent an apartment and a six-night job singing in the club. 
Nelson rented the apartment near Houston in Pasadena, Texas, where he also worked at the radio station as a sign-on disc jockey. During this time, he recorded two singles for Pappy Daly on D Records, Man with the Blues, The Storm Has Just Begun, and What a Way to Live, Misery Mansion. Nelson then was hired by guitar instructor Paul Buskirk to work as an instructor in his school. He sold Family Bible to Berserk for $50 and Nightlife for $150. Family Bible turned into a hit for Claude Gray in 1960. Nelson moved to Nashville, Tennessee in 1960, but was unable to find a label to sign him. During this period, he often spent time at Tootsie's Orchid Lounge, a bar near the Grand Ole Opry, frequented by show stars and other singers and songwriters. There, Nelson met Hank Cochran, a songwriter who worked for the publishing company Pamper Music, owned by Ray Price and Hal Smith. Cochran heard Nelson during a jam session with Buddy Emmons and Jimmy Day. Cochran had just earned a raise of $50 a week, but convinced Smith to pay Nelson the money instead to sign him to Pamper Music. On hearing Nelson sing Hello Walls at Tootsie's, Farron Young decided to record it. After Ray Price recorded Nelson's Nightlife and his previous bassist, Johnny Paycheck, quit, Nelson joined Price's touring band as a bass player. While playing with Price and the Cherokee Cowboys, his songs became hits for other artists, including Funny How Time Slips Away with Billy Walker, Pretty Paper by Roy Orbison, and most famously, Crazy by Patsy Cline. Nelson and Cochran also met Cline's husband, Charlie Dick, at Tootsie's. Dick liked a song of Nelson's he'd heard on the bar's jukebox. Nelson played him a demo tape of Crazy. Later that night, Dick played the tape for Klein, who decided to record it. Crazy became the biggest jukebox hit of all time. By the fall of 1964, Nelson had moved to RCA Victor at the behest of Chet Atkins, signing a contract for $10,000 per year. Country Willie, his own songs, became Nelson's first RCA Victor album, recorded in April of 1965. That same year, he joined the Grand Ole Opry, and he met and became friends with Waylon Jennings after watching one of his shows in Phoenix, Arizona. In 1967, he formed his backing band, The Record Men, featuring Johnny Bush, Jimmy Day, Paul English, and David Zetner. During his first few years in RCA Victor, Nelson had no significant hits, but from November 1966 through March of 1969, his singles reached the top 25 in a consistent manner, one in a row, number 19, in 1966. The party's over, number 24, during a 16-week chart run in 1967, and his cover of Morecambe and Wise's Bring Me Sunshine, number 13, March 1969, were Nelson's best-selling records during his time with RCA. By 1970, most of Nelson's songwriting royalties 
were invested in tours that did not produce significant profits. In addition to the problems in his career, Nelson divorced Shirley Colley in 1970. In December, his ranch in Ridgetop, Tennessee, burned down. He interpreted the incident as a signal for a change. I guess he had to move, at least. <laughs> he moved to a ranch near Bandura, Texas, and married Connie Kopeck. In early 1971, his single, I'm a Memory, reached the top 30. After he recorded his final RCA single, Mountain Dew, back with phases, stages, circles, cycles, and scenes, in late April 1972, RCA requested that Nelson renew his contract ahead of schedule, with the implication that RCA would not release his latest recordings if he did not. Due to the failure of his albums, and particularly frustrated by the reception of yesterday's wine, although his contract was not over, Nelson decided to retire from music. Nelson moved to Austin, Texas, where the burgeoning hippie music scene, see Armadillo World Headquarters, rejuvenated the singer. His popularity in Austin soared as he played his own brand of country music, marked by country, folk, and jazz influences. In March, he performed on the final days of the Dripping Springs Reunion, a three-day country music festival aimed by its producers to be an annual event. Despite the failure to reach the expected attendance, the concept of the festival inspired Nelson to create the 4th of July Picnic, his own annual event starting the following year. Nelson decided to return to the recording business. He signed Neil Reshen as his manager to negotiate with RCA, who got the label to agree to end his contract upon repayment of $14,000. Reshen eventually signed Nelson to Atlantic Records for $25,000 a year, where he became the label's first country artist. He formed his backing band, The Family, and by February 1973, he was recording his acclaimed Shotgun Willie at Atlantic Studios in New York City. Shotgun Willie, released in May of 1973, earned excellent reviews, but did not sell well. The album led Nelson to a new style, later stating that Shotgun Willie had cleared his throat. His next release, Phases and Stages, released in 74, was a concept album about a couple's divorce, inspired by his own experience. Side one of the record is from the viewpoint of the woman, and side two is from the viewpoint of the man. The album included the hit single, Bloody Mary Morning. The same year, he produced and starred in the pilot episode of PBS's Austin City Limits. Nelson then moved to Columbia Records, where he signed a contract that gave him complete creative control, made possible by the critic and commercial success of his previous albums. The result was the critically acclaimed and massively popular 1975 concept album, Red-Headed Stranger. Although Columbia was reluctant to release an album with primarily a guitar and piano for accompaniment, Nelson and Waylon Jennings insisted. The album included a cover of Fred Rose's 1945 song, 
Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain, that had been released as a single previous to the album and became Nelson's first number one hit as a singer. Throughout his 1975 tour, Nelson raised funds for PBS-affiliated stations across the South, promoting Austin city limits. The pilot was aired first on those stations, later being released nationwide. The positive reception of the show prompted PBS to order 10 episodes for 1976, formally launching the show. As Jennings was also achieving success in country music in the early 70s, the pair were combined into a genre called outlaw country, since it did not conform to Nashville standards. The album Wanted the Outlaws in 1976, with Jesse Coulter and Tom Powell Glaser, cemented the pair's outlaw image and became country music's first platinum album. Later that year, Nelson released The Sound in Your Mind, certified gold in 1978, and platinum in 2001. And his first gospel album, Troublemaker, certified gold in 1986. In summer of 1977, Nelson discovered that Russian had been filing tax extensions and not paying the Internal Revenue Service, the IRS, since he took over as his manager. In June, a package containing cocaine was sent from Russian's office in New York to Jennings in Nashville. The package was followed by the DEA, and Jennings was arrested. The charges were later dropped, since Russian's assistant, Mark Rothbaum, stepped in and took the charges. Rothbaum was sentenced to serve time in jail. Impressed by his attitude, Nelson fired Russian and hired Rothbaum as his manager. In 1978, Nelson released two more platinum albums. One, Waylon and Willie, was a collaboration with Jennings that included Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys, a hit single written and performed by Ed Bruce, though observers predicted that Stardust would ruin his career. It went platinum the same year. Nelson continued to top the charts with hit songs during the late 70s, including Good-Hearted Woman, Remember Me, If You Got the Money, I've Got the Time, An Uncloudy Day. In 1982, Poncho and Lefty, a duet album with Merle Haggard, produced by Chips Bowman, was released. During the recording sessions of Poncho and Lefty, session guitarist Johnny Christopher and co-writer of Always On My Mind, tried to pitch the song to an uninterested Haggard. Nelson, who was unaware of Elvis Presley's version of the song, asked him to record it. Produced by Moman, the single of the song was released, as well as the album of the same year. The single topped Billboard's Hot Country Singles, while it reached number five on the Billboard's Hot 100. The release won three rewards, during the 25th Annual Grammy Awards, Song of the Year, Best Country Song, and Best Male Country Vocal Performance. The single was certified platinum, while the album was certified quadruple platinum, and later inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 2008. Meanwhile, two collaborations with Wayne Jennings were released, WW2, in 1982, and Take It to the Limit, 
Another collaboration with Wayne Jennings was released in 1983. In the mid-1980s, Nelson, Jennings, Christofferson, and Johnny Cash formed the Highwaymen, a supergroup who achieved platinum record sales and toured the world. Meanwhile, Nelson became more involved with charity work, such as singing on the We Are the World in 1984. In 1985, Nelson had another success with Half Nelson, a compilation album of duets with a range of artists such as Ray Charles and Neil Young. The concert of September 13th featured First Lady Rosalind Carter and Nelson in a duet of Ray Wiley's Hubbard's Up Against the Wall, Redneck Mother. Nelson frequently visited the White House, where according to the biography of Joe Nick Petoskey, Willie Nelson, and Epic Life, he smoked marijuana on the White House roof. In 1996, Nelson re-recorded the tracks Hello Walls with the band The Reverend Horton Heat and Bloody Mary Morning for with the Super Suckers for Twisted Willie, a tribute album featuring rock versions of Nelson songs performed by artists such as Johnny Cash, Chris Christopherson, Jerry Cantrell, Mark Lanigan, L7, the President of the United States of America, and Jello Biafra, among others. Proceeds from the sale of the record benefit Nelson's Farm Aid. During the 1990s and 2000s, Nelson toured continuously recording several albums, including 1998's critically acclaimed Teatro and performed and recorded with other acts including Fish, Johnny Cash, and Toby Keith. His duet with Keith, Beer for My Horses, was released as a single and topped the Billboard Hot Country Songs charts for six consecutive weeks in 2003, while the accompanying video won an award for Best Video at the 2004 Academy of Country Music Awards, a USA Network television special celebrated Nelson's 70th birthday, and Nelson released The Essential Willie Nelson as part of the celebration. Nelson also appeared on Ringo Starr's 2003 album Ringo Rama as a guest vocal on Right One For Me. Nelson was featured on the album True Love by Toots and Maytals, which won the Grammy Award in 2004 for Best Reggae Album and showcased many notable musicians, including Eric Clapton, Jeff Beck, Trey Anastasio, Gwen Stefani, and Keith Richards. In the following year of 2005, Nelson released a reggae album entitled Countryman, which featured Toots Hibbert of Toots and the Maytals on the song I'm a Worried Man. Nelson headlined the 2005 Tsunami Relief, Austin to Asia, concert to benefit the victims of the 2004 Indian Ocean earthquake, which raised an estimated $75,000 for UNICEF. Also in 2005, a live performance of the Johnny Cash song Busted with Ray Charles was released on Charles' duet album Genius and Friends. Nelson's 2007 performance with jazz trumpeter Wynton Marsalis at the Lincoln Center, was released as a live album, Two Men with the Blues, in 2008, reaching number one 
in Billboard's Top Jazz Albums and number 20 on the Billboard's Top 200. The same year, Nelson recorded his first album with Buddy Cannon as the producer, Moments of Forever. Cannon acquainted Nelson earlier during the production of his collaboration with Kenny Chesney on the duet The Lucky Old Son for Chesney's albums of the same name. In 2009, Nelson and Marsalis joined with Nora Jones in a tribute concert to Ray Charles, which resulted in the Here We Go Again Celebrating the Genius of Ray Charles album, released in 2011. In 2010, Nelson released Country Music, a compilation of standards produced by T-Bone Burnett. The album peaked number four in the Billboard's Top Country Albums and 20 on the Billboard's Top 200. It was nominated for Best American Album of the 2011 Grammy Awards. In 2011, Nelson participated in the concert of Kokua for Japan, a fundraising event for the victims of the 2011 Tokoa earthquake and tsunami in Japan, which raised $1.6 million. The music career of Woody Nelson continues on even to the present day. His music is a gift that just keeps on giving with great and memorable hits. His 2019 release, Ride Me Back Home, charted at number two on the Billboard Top Country Album chart. For the title track, Nelson received the Grammy Award for the Best Country Solo Performance. A little bit about his personal life. Nelson has been married four times and has seven children. His first marriage was to Martha Matthews from 1952 to 1962. The couple had three children, Lana, Susie, and Willie Billy Hugh Jr., the latter killed himself in 1991. The marriage was marked by violence, with Matthews assaulting Nelson several times, including one incident when she sewed him up in bedsheets and beat him with a broomstick. Nelson's next marriage was to Shirley Colley in 1963. The couple divorced in 1971 after Colley found a bill from the maternity ward of a Houston hospital charged to Nelson and Connie Kopeck for the birth of Paula Carleen Nelson. Nelson married Kopeck the same year, and they had another daughter, Amy Lee Nelson. Following the divorce in 1988, he married his current wife, Annie D'Angelo, in 1991. They have two sons, Lucas Autry and Jacob Micah. Nelson owns Luck, Texas, a ranch in Spicewood, and also lives in Maui, Hawaii, with several celebrity neighbors. While swimming in Hawaii in 1981, Nelson's lung collapsed. He was taken to the Maui Memorial Hospital, and his scheduled concerts were canceled. Nelson temporarily stopped smoking cigarettes each time his lungs became congested and resumed when the congestion ended. He was then smoking between two and three packs per day. After suffering from pneumonia several times, he decided to quit either marijuana or tobacco. He chose to quit tobacco. In 2008, he started to smoke marijuana with a carbon-free system to avoid the effects of smoke. In 2004, 
Nelson underwent surgery for carpal tunnel syndrome as he had damaged his wrists by continuously playing the guitar. On the recommendation of his doctor, he only wrote songs during his recovery. In 2012, he canceled a fundraising appearance in the Denver area. He suffered from breathing problems due to high altitude and emphysema and was taken to a local hospital. His publicist, Elaine Schock, confirmed soon after that Nelson's health was good and that he was heading to his next scheduled concert in Dallas, Texas. After repeated instances of pneumonia and emphysema through the years, Nelson underwent stem cell therapy in 2014 to improve the state of his lungs. Well, this is Dave and Bill. It's been our pleasure today to review the life of Willie Nelson, which is very interesting. <laughs> I should say, I should say. And we would invite you, if you want to hear more about his, or listen to some of his music, go to our website, www.goldengems.net, and enjoy some of his great music. Dave and Bill, thanking you for joining us here on Golden Gems. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you're having as much enjoyment as we are, reliving some of the unforgettable memories of the golden days of radio. To learn more about the career of today's artists and listen to several of their greatest hits, we invite you to go to our website, www.goldengems.net. May we also encourage you to tell your friends about the show. We'd love to have them join us in these little trips down memory lane. And as always, we invite your feedback or comments on goldengemsradio at gmail.com. So until next episode, this is Dave and Bill heading back into the archives to dust off some more unforgettable memories to share with you on Golden Gems.